It's the middle of the night in Connecticut, and I've been writing a podcast for a while, but that's not what I'm recording now because I'm tired. And we've all had bronchitis for three weeks, and I'm just over all of it. I've been sitting here trying to catch up on my academic research, reading studies on ideomotor apraxia and decoding spatiotemporal features in social interactions. And I just had to stop and listen to some music and write. One of the wisest things anyone ever said to me was said by my theory and composition professor back in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Dr. Jonathan McNair. He said, I listen to music or read poetry every day. I need something to feed my soul. I think about that a lot, especially when I get stressed. Over the summer, I saw a photo of myself at the piano that I put up on Instagram with a caption along the lines of, there's this thing I stopped doing 12 years ago, and I thought I'd start doing it again. And I had this bizarre realization once I posted it, and I actually read it. I just thought, wait, why 12 years ago? Oh, right. I got married (laughs) for the second time. Life is what happens while you're busy making other plans, right? The middle of the night has always been somewhat sacred. I was talking to my friend Ricardo last week. We had a wonderful video chat and we reminisced about our days as piano students with Jose Figali and TCU at TCU in Fort Worth, Texas. This was back in the 1990s. <clears throat> he said, there's nothing like that now, what we had then. And it's true. Man, we had the run of the place back then. We used to go practice in the middle of the night. And Jose encouraged us. Campus security would let us in the building. We just call them up. We need to go practice. They just let us in. Um, or we just rip open the door to the basement. <laughs> it never, like locked properly. So we just yank it and it would rip open. I think there was a window. Ricardo said there was a window that didn't close too. You could just there, you could get in though. You know, it was so different than now. And it was just magical. It really was. It was such a different time. The percussionist and composers would emerge from the basement at dawn, looking pale and vampiric. One might actually have been a vampire, although I think he's a tech giant now. Um, And another was a Christian who wanted to save me, though I wanted to date him. There's nothing quite as humiliating as thinking a cute guy is about to ask you out, only to have him sit you down and make you repent your sins. Evangelism aside, in the middle of the night was the time for art, creation, music, and deep conversations. Then dawn was the time for moons over Miami at Denny's. (laughs) Back then I drove around my late cousin's gold 1985 Volkswagen Quantum. It was my first car. The thing was a monster, but it was mine. 
I left the windows down as I blasted Rachmaninoff concerti through the crackly speakers, jamming unabashedly, drumming on the steering wheel just like any other teenager, except I was a classical music nerd. These days, my taste in music is quite different. Before life got too busy again, like this summer, I was pulling out Charles Ives, Belakareff, Schumann. It was fun. It was like getting to know old friends again. I really would like things to calm down so I can get back to that, but what did I say about being busy making other plans? It's funny. Sometime in the past six months or so, I started listening to a lot of Bob Dylan. I am not sure how or when it started, but I just started playing some Bob Dylan albums and then Charlie got hooked. My little baby. Now he won't listen to anything else. He only wants to hear Bob Dylan. His favorite album is Bringing It All Back Home. And his favorite song is Mr. Tambourine Man, which is fitting since his dad is a percussionist. He's not the Christian evangelist guy, don't worry. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. What's funny about all this is that I never went near a Bob Dylan album because of my first husband. He was a hardcore Dylan fan, he had a harmonica and a guitar, sang his songs, but he did this while I was trying to practice classical piano in the same room. My autistic self couldn't handle this but I didn't know I was autistic at the time, of course. And I was just so offended and horrified that he didn't understand. You do not ever interrupt a pianist while she's working. I mean, I was inflexible. I see that now. Also, he was ignorant among other things, but it was a clash from the first day we moved in together. And it's no wonder our marriage was short-lived. I think Listening to Bob Dylan now is part of the greater journey I've been on this year. So many deeper changes have happened. A lot of deep healing has taken place. Maybe part of it was me quietly accepting my ex-husband in a way I wasn't in a place to do at the time back then. Maybe I'm even able to forgive in a way. I think about him from time to time because he was a brilliant man is, I mean, I assume he's still alive. We haven't talked and he was an educator with a PhD in physics. I mean, he was also a narcissistic bunghole, but we were both young and stupid and had a lot of growing to do. I've done the work since I walked out of that house in Florida and never looked back. Sometimes I wonder if he's done any work of his own and that's about the extent of it. When Frankie found out I'd been married before, he asked me what he looked like. I didn't have to think long before I answered, a giant baby. He giggled, what? Why? I laughed, remembering it was my ex's own description of my brother-in-law, so I just turned it back on him. Well, he didn't have much hair. Hopefully Frankie won't use that on somebody else now. Now that Charlie wants to listen to Bob Dylan all the time, I thought I'd get him a harmonica. And because I knew I'd have to get one harmonica, I got all three of them harmonicas. Because that seemed like a great idea. The thing is, he loves it. And he picked it up so quickly. 
it reminded me of that time in a previous episode when I talked to you about my dad picking up the harmonica I got and just started playing it like he was on Austin City Limits. Now here's Charlie jamming out all the time. And he asked me to put on Bob Dylan albums so he can practice along with them. It's actually really interesting to me how musical he is. I mean, I know he's got two musicians for parents, but I don't know. It's just, it's fascinating. He already understands he needs a better one than the $8 cheapie I ordered off Amazon. What do I need so that I can sound like Bob Dylan? He asked me. And you know what? I have no idea. I spent 30 years of my life performing music, 20 years teaching it. I earned two music degrees and I have absolutely no idea how to teach my child the most readily available instrument off the shelf. What a disgrace. It's kind of like last winter when Rob, my husband, got a vasectomy. There was this incredible moment during his healing when Frankie had to know what was going on. The questions weren't going to stop about why we weren't running out to the playground. So me being me, I was blunt with him and I told him what I felt he could understand. And I don't know why this is what came out of my mouth, but this is what I said. You can't go to the park today because daddy had surgery on his penis. Frankie's eyes got so big as they snapped over to his dad lounging on the recliner. Wait, what's wrong with daddy's penis? So there's me being the good parent and wife. I opened Pandora's box and handed it to Rob. I shrugged and gestured to him so he could answer. Rob said, I just had some surgery, so we don't have any more kids. I mean, we hadn't talked about where babies come from, so this made as much sense to him as if he told him he had surgery on his big toe, you know. But right at that moment, Alice came wandering through the room, singing Queen of the Night, the Queen of the Night aria from Mozart's The Magic Flute. As she finished her coloratura phrase, Charlie ran pell-mell through the room and crashed into the sofa with perfect timing, like a bass drum or something. I looked at Rob and I said, I didn't think this is how the four music degrees between us would play out in our lives, but there you go. I think that was it. The apex of our careers right there. Considering he grew up thinking Billy Joel's River of Dreams was the best song ever, and how he learned how to break, how to play drums. I think I'm going to close this full circle in the middle of the night. I'm smiling. You just can't see it.